it. Welcome to the first episode of Strata Shorts. My name is Thomas Schreiber, and I'm the director of marketing here at Strata. Strata is a full service EMR for physical therapy and occupational therapy practices that helps you achieve a 99.99% reimbursement rate. On today's episode, I'm joined by Paul Singh, the CEO of Strata. We'll be diving into the dark underbelly of RCM, understanding your true reimbursement rate, and how clinics can drastically improve their reimbursement rate. If you'd like to learn more about Strata, head over to stratapt.com or email us at hello at stratapt.com. Now, without further delay, here's today's episode. Will you just explain what is happening in healthcare billing right now, particularly in occupational therapy clinics, PT clinics, and how the billing system currently works? Yeah. So first off, let's just use the same lingo because it can get pretty messy here really quickly. So here's the thing you got to understand. The dark underbelly of healthcare, not only in the PTOT and speech therapy space, but just all across healthcare, the dark underbelly of it all is this uh, three-word thing called revenue cycle management. And so RCM for short, that's, we gotta, let's just get that out of the way because I'm going to say that a lot. So RCM, revenue cycle management, is the process by which a practice, physical therapy or otherwise, will have to follow in order to get money from the insurance of the patient. So to say it a different way, you know, let's say that you're, uh, you go see your doctor and they ask you for a copay, maybe they don't ask you for a copay, whatever. The fact of the matter is that you probably also give them an insurance card The point is, is revenue cycle management is all the steps and processes that need to happen on the doctor's side and the practice's side to then collect that money from your insurance provider. I know that's a mouthful. It's a lot. But as you'll figure out here pretty quickly, that's also why I wanted to do this. It used to be, and you know, look, there's doctors that have been practicing for 20, 30, 40 years longer than me, or I'm not a doctor, but you know, they'll say it in a different way. But here's the way I would explain what's happening to my non-healthcare friends, because I'm not from healthcare either. Something like 20 or 30 years ago, if you were a doctor and you were your patient was using insurance to get seen, collecting that money from the insurance company was not hard. You filled out a form after the visit, you sent that form off, and you got paid. Like As long as you weren't fraudulent, as long as you included all the steps, it was not hard to do. And I feel like for decades, Doctors did that. And I don't know exactly when, and somebody smarter than me uh, knows the history and knows exactly when, but somewhere in the last 20 years, that stopped happening. And RCM as a whole got a lot more complex. You know, every insurance payer had a different set of rules, you know, on how to collect money. Those rules could change arbitrarily overnight. People probably think I'm like exaggerating that, you know, it could change overnight. And the number of payers skyrocketed. So like it used to be, I don't know, let's just, just for the sake of argument, let's say there used to be like 10 insurances that you had to deal with way back when, and they all just were easy to deal with. You fill out the form, mail it off and get paid. But now there's a lot more, like hundreds more, thousands more, and they all have their own rules. They all change those rules on some arbitrary but regular basis. Sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's quarterly, sometimes it's annually. And what that did 
was now made that much more burdensome to a medical practice. So again, whether you're PT, OT, speech, or any other medical discipline, what you used to be able to do with one person running your back office, now you need a lot more, you know, two, three, depending on the size of your practice, two, three, maybe even a thousand people in your RCM team that are doing this stuff. So the summary, you know, the question you're asking is really good and it's a really important one. And it's a very succinct, crisp question, but it's a really complex. This is, I would say, the most complex part of the entire medical business is just figuring out how do you actually play this game? Let me also say one other thing, because I think, you know, I had to learn a lot to come into this and I still don't know everything. But, you know, if you think about where I come from on the investing side, <laughs> on the investing side of startups, I always say, there's only two stages to every company. Will it work and how big could it be? And if we can just distill it, the discussion down to those two things, it's a lot easier to have the conversation as an investor or an entrepreneur about where you are in that, in that and how much money it's going to take and all that. I would say in a very similar fashion, most healthcare practices, again, I know we're focused on PTs and OTs and speech, but most practices, doesn't matter what they do, really boils down to two things. You have the clinical side of the business, and then you have the, let's just broadly call it the RCM side of the business. So the clinical side is the doctor and the quality of care and, you know, treating patients, making the world better. Like that's like the stuff you need degrees for. Like you can't really work. If you're a nurse or a doctor or a physical therapy assistant, whatever, if you have like an advanced degree of some sort, you're probably on the clinical side of things. And that's kind of always been the same. You're always making patients' lives better, that sort of thing. But this other side of the business, this is the part that I'm kind of referring to that's gotten more and more complicated over the last 20 years to the point now where way back when, when you could just collect the money easily from an insurance provider, you were collecting 100%. You know, you could work an eight-hour day, fire off those letters to the insurance payers, and you were going to get paid for it. Again, as long as there was no fraud, you were going to get paid for it. We're at a point now where unless you have a sophisticated billing team that is not only on top of every little detail, but also investing in learning every new change that comes across every single day, it's not uncommon to only collect 60 or 80% of your revenue. And that's the part that I think is just, that's why I call it the dark underbelly is because it's the most insidious part because, you know, when we think about the rising cost of healthcare across the country, I know it's a very complex thing, but hey, just to call a spade a spade, I think that if we could actually make these doctors and their medical practices get, you know, and actually collect every penny they're owed, I think you'd see uh, those costs of healthcare or whatever change drastically. But anyway, let me stop there because it's, it's pretty complex and... Uh, if anything, I hope to shine a light under there and fix it. <laughs> and from Strata's perspective, Paul, kind of give us the basic understanding of how Strata plays into a PTOT speech clinic and how we work alongside their billing team and then the technology that we you know use to accomplish that 99.99% reimbursement rate. Okay. Yeah. That's a big one. So let's talk about what we do at Strata. So in order to run your practice, you need software to run that practice. So, you know, when you think about your office there, you need software that helps you schedule a patient, check them in when they show up, track their insurance, figure out if they're authorized, 
then, you know, you go in there and you treat them and you've got to have a, that same system needs to document, hey, you know, the patient says my shoulder hurts. And, and then that same system has to then keep track of what you diagnosed, what you told them to do. And then it also has to keep track of subsequent visits and all that stuff. And then after that's all done on every visit, you know, that same system needs to text them to make sure they're doing okay. Send them an email and ask for a nice review on Google reviews. You know, that entire layer is called EMR or EHR. So electronic medical record systems or electronic health care system, so whatever, whatever. EMR, EHR, that broadly is the software that they use to run their practice. What we do at Strata is, is we provide a free EMR, completely free, no catches, no, literally no, there's like literally no, we don't even, we don't have your credit card. We literally don't collect any billing info. It's free. We give this software away to help practices run their day-to-day business. And then what we do with that is we do all their RCM. We do all their billing for them. So in other words, the simple way to now summarize what I just said there is, is We believe that you cannot mix and match an EMR with your billing team or billing process or billing operations. The EMR has to be fully aware of how billing operates and prevent you from accidentally maybe, you know, asking a patient to do something that maybe their insurance does not even cover. So, you know, for people that are outside healthcare, that's like, well, duh, right? But uh, this industry doesn't operate that way, or it has not, at least in the last 15 years or so. A lot of what's out there right now is very disparate. You know, you, it's all like, hey, let's bolt this onto that and a lot of integrations or whatever. That's really hard to do in healthcare. So again, what we do at, at Strata that's a little bit different from our perspective is, is that we simply give away the software that they need to run their practice. We train them how to use it, teach them how to use it. They have a dedicated account manager to answer questions, give them even more training. Again, that's all free. We just give it away. But then we just handle all the RCM for them. And, you know, we've got this track record now of collecting 99.999% of everything they're owed, which, you know, for the average client that's signing on to us, depending on how big they are when they sign up with us, they are probably coming in here collecting somewhere between 60% of what's owed to them on the low end to maybe 85% on the high end that, you know, if I'm just, you know, using averages, that's kind of maybe where the bands are, the upper and lower limits. But, you know, nearly overnight or as fast, you know, we can move as fast as they want, but let's just say as soon as they start using our system, we can move it all the way up to that 99.99% of reimbursements. And it's a function of technology. And, and, and I can share as much as you want about how we do it. But the gist is that lots of technology and an engineering team that is cranking out code, new features, bug fixes, payer rule updates, all sorts of stuff 24-7 to make it happen. In other words, if you're tracking like everything I've explained so far, this is a cat and mouse game. And I know this is going to sound a little bit like a conspiracy theory, and I, I'll take the hate, send me the hate mail or whatever. But here's the thing. like This is a cat and mouse game now. And you know, 20 years ago, you could just file for the money you're owed. They pay it. Nobody says anything, you know, whatever. But here we are where the rules change and it could change overnight. You could get a letter in the mail or a fax. Literally, these guys will fax you. The payers will fax you a notice that says, hey, on this date, all future submissions have to have this modifier code and KX this and a lot of jargon, da, da, da. And if you don't do that, all claims stop and you're not going to get paid, which means now all of a sudden you may not be able to make payroll unless you do this. So 
I think that, you know, if I was talking to my tech friends, I would say we use technology to play that cat and mouse game better. And we fight that fight on behalf of our clients. Like that's how I would say it to our tech people or to my tech friends. But to our clients, what I just say is like, we're using technology and a lot of brain power to stay one step ahead of what all those payers are doing. Anyway, I don't know how else to like explain this whole thing because I think that, well, let me stop there because I could go on for that forever. <laughs> I don't know if there's no, any good thing, if there's anything useful in here, but I could go on about this. Let's start with the, but hey guys, I'm already collecting 99%. Look, if you are, that's amazing. Look, if you're a practice and you're already collecting 99.9%, first off, amazing. Second, please email us because we want to interview you and put you, let's put you on the podcast. Let's make a show about you and let's make sure more people know who you are. But look, the reality is, is that most people don't know what their true reimbursement rate is because it is complex. I've met prospects that come in and, you know, in one breath, say they're collecting 99.9%, but then in the next breath, they'll say, but I wrote off $138,000 of lost revenue last year. And you're like, well, wait, <laughs> hang on a minute. Okay. So if you write off that revenue and you try to stop, if you stop trying to collect it, then of course you collected 99.9, <laughs> right? But hey, if we put that back in now, what's the real reimbursement rate? That's like, if you look, if I were to show you our internal numbers, if you were to look at our internal dashboards, we literally do not ever write it off. Meaning I've got reports that if I were to show you like the daily reports I look at, when I look at like insurance outstanding uh, accounts receivable and uh, patient account receivable, all these things, we keep it on the books for as long as necessary until it does get paid. And so the reality is, is that I think our practices should too. So again, I think the summary here is, is that if you're already collecting 99.9%, good for you. Please let us know because we want to tell stories about you. We want to interview you. It's all free. And as Strata's CEO and co-owner, I'll just also just say and put it on the record that like, we don't need everybody to use our platform. I don't want everybody to use our platform. What I want is everybody to get 99.999% reimbursement from their insurance payers. How you get there is your call. I would love it if you give us a shot, but the reality is as long as you get there, however you get there, that's all I really care about. So <laughs> that may not be what people want to hear, but we'll see where that goes. No, that's perfect. And then I, I think the other element of this, Paul, is the like this industry is very much built on software fees. You know, other tools out there are heavy, you know, they rely heavily on charging per clinic, per therapist, in addition to, you know, percentage based of the billings. Talk about some of the confusion and where you think that software fees are generally going in this industry. Yeah. So first, let me tell you, our business model is very straightforward. We keep 7% of anything we collect, which means that if we collect 99.999% of your reimbursement, well, that's good for us. But hey, if we let that slip for any one client or across the entire platform, that's not only bad for us, but it's bad for the client. The point is we are 100% aligned. If you win, we win kind of mentality. And that's, that's it. There's no other fees for us. There's no software fees. There's no setup fees. There's no break fees. There's you know, call me on this. I'm happy to send you our agreements and let you know and look for yourselves, but there are literally no fees. And that's because I believe, and by extension, we at Strata believe 
that the cost of software should go to zero. You should not have to pay for anything that you use to run your business. And conversely, like the price of that software should not keep increasing just because they added some functionality. That just makes no sense to me. You know, if we look at what's happened in the broader non-healthcare space with software, the fact is, is that software over the long term is free. I mean, it just the cost and the pressure on the downward pricing, the pressure is there. So anyway, the point is we believe software should be free. That's why our EMR is free. You know, and again, if anybody wants to call me on that, I'm happy to send you our agreements, show you everything. You can talk to any of our clients. When you get that invoice from us, there's one line item on it, and it's 7% of whatever's been deposited to your bank account. Nothing more, nothing less. And um, that's it. And that's, again, going back to what I said earlier uh, on that other topic, I don't, you know, I am totally comfortable saying that we don't need every client to be on our platform. We're not trying to convince people of this. But look, as long as you can get to that 99.9%, whatever it takes, get there. But please don't accept the rising cost of software as a legitimate excuse that a lot of our competitors have openly put out there. So anyway, long story short, we believe that software should be free. Our software is free. The EMR, everything is free. No questions asked. All good. The only thing we'll charge you for is, is we keep 7% of whatever we collect. And that's why we use technology and a lot of brute force to get to that 99.999%. And by the way, I keep saying that number. That's a real number. <laughs> Check the website. You'll see it in real time right there. That's a real number. And in fact, it goes like 10 digits past the decimal point if you really want to get serious. But And I think there's also a bit of a misunderstanding too, Paul. And I think you can speak to this when you've talked to potential clients and current clients is they see the number of, okay, here's how much I'm paying. Their mentality is more of, I want to save money. I want these software fees to go down. I want to save money. But there's also this element of, they sometimes don't think about how much money they're missing out on. And I think that's where Strata plays in really nicely is, hey, we're going to save you money. But really where the impact is, is we're going to make up, you know, we're going to take you from 80% to that 99.9%. And we're going to take you from 65 to 99.99%, which sometimes owners don't understand, or, you know, they don't think about that element of it. One of the top three things that I spend a lot of time talking to prospective clients about is the fact that there is a sort of misunderstanding of the actual cost of what they currently have. And so here's what I mean with that. And I'll preface this by saying that if you were to secret shop us or mystery shop us, you will be able to confirm what I'm about to tell you, which is that we have no hard sales. There's no sense of urgency. Like if you were to call the 800 number, nobody's going to rush you off the phone. We're just going to chat, whatever you, you know, whatever. So we're very collaborative. But back to this one topic or this particular topic, look, I think most practice owners don't fully understand the total cost of what they're currently doing. So in other words, for example, some of our clients that transition to us from other platforms, they're used to this idea of a lower billing fee. And when they just think that, they're like, oh, well, hey, the billing fee is lower, Paul. That This is a non-starter. And it's like, well, if that's true, I understand. If that's true, totally get it. But hey, let's add up the actual costs here. Let's add up the actual costs of the current systems that you have. And if you add up the monthly fee of the EMR that you're paying for, 
And if you then add on the additional fees of what other pieces of software have to bolt onto that to do text messaging with clients and scheduling, like when you add up all the software fees of all the software you pay for today, and then you also add the whatever percentage you're paying for billing now, okay? And then you add on the amount of outstanding revenue that is being either written off or just is not getting collected at all. I have never lost that argument ever because the reality is, is that, and I'll, I'll give you a, just an example of a, just a really recent client. Like they came in same way, 7%. Oh my gosh, that's way more than what we pay right now. It's like, it might be. <laughs> I never told you we were the cheapest, but it might be. But, you know, we had this like real great rapport. And I said, well, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything. And if you don't use us, totally cool, all good. But let's just do the math real quick. Give me the software fees. You know, we added that up. Okay, tell me now what's the, okay, oh, it's 5% or 7%, 6%. Got it. Okay, let me write that down. Okay, and then how much did you write off last year? Or what is the current reimbursement rate? Sometimes the, whoever they're using right now, sometimes will not tell them the exact reimbursement rate. So then the other way I'll ask the question is, well, how much did you write off? you know, last year or something like that. And then I add it up. And then all of a sudden it becomes clear, like 7% is actually cheaper. Like not, not a little bit cheaper, but like a lot cheaper. In fact, I've had a client recently jump on and uh, like a week after the onboarding, we got a call or she reached out to her account manager here. And she's like, there's a problem. I said, what's the problem? And she says, there's too much money in the bank account. <laughs> it's like, that is 99%. That was what you were owed. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. For anybody that's really wants to talk about price, I am happy to talk about it because I definitely don't want to be, you know, the thing you think about at night, you know. But at the same time, like, I think the thing we're fighting against here is the fact that this is the broader industry over the last couple of years has sort of made it acceptable to charge a lot and to misalign the incentives. So, Summary is, is that if you really consider the total cost of ownership of whatever you're currently doing, I don't know how you make the case for not going down this path. And by the way, this is also true. The math is also true if you do your billing in-house. So, you know, sometimes people will say, well, I really like to have my in-house biller do this just because I can see them and I can, you know, and all that. And I get it. I totally get it. And switching to us doesn't mean you have to like fire them. That's not at all. What ends up happening is, is that billing person gets, becomes our primary contact, you know, from our end and they get freed up to do other things in the office there. Maybe they're working the front desk. Maybe they're, there's just a million other things. I mean, any practice owner will tell you there's a million things they can do. But when we get to the total cost of ownership, it's like, well, hang on. What's the time off? What are all the benefits? What are all these things? What is the total salary you're paying to that? And I guess on the flip side, do you believe that technology ever sleeps? You know, our, our code is operating 24-7. Our code is learning at any given time. If we see a payer rule update because of something we saw in, I'm making this up, but let's just say we saw something in a set of claims that came through a couple hours ago in Wisconsin and all of a sudden we see that payer rule update, we deploy that. Well, all other practices across the country that might have that same sort of problem have now avoided that problem. And if you can look me in the eye and tell me that your in-house billing team is not only that diligent, but also that fast to correct any issues, I'll gladly back off here. But 
again, the summary of this is, is we are not a hard sales organization and we don't need everybody to like see our view of the world or whatever. But what we do want you to do is be honest with yourself about what the true cost of your current software, people, and lost revenue is. And if that number is higher than you want it to be, come talk to us. And between our math and all the reviews and the background, we want you to diligence us. We'll let you talk to our clients. You make the call. <laughs> the enemy is not us. The enemy is uh, the payers that make it harder and harder for you to collect your money. Yeah. And one more thing, Paul, and you talked about this a minute or two ago, is that fear that a lot of clinics have when they're thinking about making a change like that is the fear of migration, you know, switching EMRs, having to switch up billing. Will you just speak to kind of how the Strata team approaches migration and what that process looks like and really kind of help relieve some of the, the stressors that, you know, a potential client would feel? Yeah. Well, look, migration's always hard. <laughs> I want to be really respectful of the fear that some practice owners have. You know, hey, what is this going to look like? Are we shut down for a day? What happens? Are we letting sl stuff slip through the cracks? What happens? And I'll just be the first to tell you, it's going to, it's hard. <laughs> but hey, this is the job. And look, we're incentivized to make it as smooth as possible. And we'll move as fast or as slow as, as our clients want. So let me tell you kind of on average what happens. So basically, once somebody were to sign on with us, they sign the agreement, Basically, at that point, we will move as fast or as slow as they want. The next set of steps that I'm going to explain to you technically could happen within the next business day if you really wanted to. But on average, most practice owners will sign on with us and we will work with them and their team schedule to kind of make the transition seamless and move towards a hard switch date around two weeks into the future. So what happens in between that? Well, First off, our account manager will start working directly with you, you know, the practice owner or whoever they designate to get all the right documents in order, get access to whatever the current systems are, the current, you know, we're just going to get in there really quickly. And then our account managers will also then work with our engineering team to hook into whatever systems you're currently using. So as of today, you know, because we've done this migration hundreds of times now, as of today, we've got migration tools for, last I checked, like 35 or 40 different existing platforms. And so we will uh, do whatever it takes, then move that data over, synchronize it, and keep it in sync as we get closer to that, you know, to that switch date. And then the last part is, is that our account manager will then work with your team and figure out what the schedule looks like to start training. So we will actually jump on a Zoom or a Google Meet or something like that with your team and walk through the training. Here's how you use the EMR. You know, we'll go as high level or as low level. We can read the room, but typically within 90 minutes or so, your team will know how to do this because it's really all the same. The way you check in a patient, the way you document the visit, the way you, you know, all those things are the same, but we will take as much time as you need to walk through those and there you go. You hit that conversion date or that switchover date. And at that point, it's a smooth cut. And um, yeah, it's really smooth. But again, I want to be respectful of the fact that it's not easy, but we do make it very simple. There's actually a checklist like a, on our dashboard that the practice owner can log into at any given time and see exactly where they are on the process, who's responsible for what next. Yeah. So I don't want to I would be wary of anybody that says migration is easy, but we make it really simple. And again, like because our incentives are aligned with yours, 
if we don't get that smooth cut over to happen, you don't get paid, your people don't get paid, and we certainly don't get paid, <laughs> which look, just to make the point is not true with a lot of the incumbents, right? They're still going to get their monthly fee, even if your team wasn't able to make the training, you know, they're still going to make their money, even if the migration wasn't smooth and 80 of your patients got lost in the migration and, uh, oh, you know, that's only 40 grand. I'm sorry. We'll catch up. It's like, oh, only 40 grand. So we're fully aligned and um, migration's hard, but we can walk you through that and we'll walk as fast or as slow as you want to, to get it, get it done right. Thanks for listening to another Strata Shorts episode. If you'd like to learn more about Strata and achieving a 99.99% reimbursement rate for your OT or PT practice, head over to stratapt.com or email us at hello at stratapt.com.